Hi there and welcome to episode 57 of the Writing Guy podcast. I'm Scott Keyes, the Writing Guy, helping professionals to find their voice, write human and change the world with their words. So as you will be aware, because I've mentioned it more than once, I'm working on a mega bid at the moment and will be for um, the next few weeks and it, and it is getting fairly critical now. Uh, I have a big deadline of a week today. Um, today being the the 26th of February, Victor Hugo's birthday, by the way, in I think 1802, you know, author of Les Miserables and a beautiful anthology of poems called Les Contemplations, um, buried in Paris's Pantheon, Pantheon, the Pantheon, uh, where only the the great and the good are are interred. But um, anyway, so I've, I've been reviewing a lot of bid text and I'm just reminded um, how every time it happens, the, there is a correlation between the cleverer somebody is and the more abstract language they use. So I'm just reminded of this, this overuse of abstract language as opposed to concrete or material language. So, you know, when we're, and I'm, I'm going to name this as a new syndrome. This is what I'm going to call something like abstractionism ad absurdum. It's a kind of B2B writing syndrome, or it's a disorder. Because when we suffer from abstractionism ad absurdum, um, every website becomes an asset. And I'm doing the inverted commas sort of, you know, symbol with the gesture with the, with the fingers. Every piece of software becomes a platform, and every activity becomes a process. Um, and this... I'm still trying to kind of figure out why why writers do this. Uh, and as you can tell, I'm kind of struggling a bit, but I think part of it is that it makes us feel intelligent and clever because it does require a certain intellectual ability, which humans have and which animals, most animals at least, presumably don't have because they don't have language, at least as far as we, we can tell. It is an intellectual, a human intellectual ability to be able to compute uh, abstract ideas or concepts, whether it be freedom or love or courage or honor or diligence or whatever it may be. And so it is a sign of, of cleverness, but, you know, the more abstract words we use, and by the way, I've looked up the etymology of the word abstract is from the Latin abstrahere. It's the past participle abstractus from the verb abstrahere, which means to draw away from or pull away from or detach from. And one interpretation would be that when we use abstract language, we're pulling away from reality because the opposite of abstract is concrete or material. So by using abstract language or thought, uh, we are we are drawing away from the kind of the idea of concrete material material language, and the the whole point about this is that we're making it harder for our reader to get our our message or meaning, um, as opposed to something concrete. So in my workshops, when I run a writing exercise, and I ask people to come up with synonyms for the word money, middle register, plain English word. Nine times out of ten, 
somebody will come up with the word cash. They will, nobody will ever come up with the word remuneration or emolument. They'll come up with the word cash because cash is concrete and material and real and visual. It's in the real world. We can see it and visualize it. It creates a mental image in a way that remuneration or emolument simply does not. So, you know, if you are tempted, if you are seduced by the idea that overly abstract writing is going to make you sound clever, studies have shown that actually it can have the opposite effect. Studies have shown, I think, I can't remember the name of the guy, uh, Professor of Princeton, uh, did a study and actually the needless use of abstract language makes the reader think that the author is less clever than they actually are because they're needlessly using abstract language. And of course, you know, there's, it's only really a very small step from abstract to abstruse and abstruse means hidden, obscure or hard to understand. And, you know, nobody wants to write what, well, I mean, I don't anyway. Nobody wants to write stuff that is abstruse or hard to understand. The whole point of writing, the whole point of writing is to convey something clearly from your brain to the reader's brain. That's how I see it anyway. I mean, take issue with me on that if you wish, but, um, you know, that's that's my take. So anyway, um, the in fact, the, the, the other thing I wanted to talk about, which I completely forgot... Uh, but which is very germane to this is the the book by Rudolf Flesch on the art of readable writing, and he's the one who basically crafted or designed the readability stats uh, that we use in Word, and he basically you know two of the measures that he looks at besides the very mechanical idea of number of words and syllables per word is the percentage in a piece of writing of personal words and the percentage of personal sentences. So personal words are obviously, you know, words, personal words like I, we, us or you, you being very important, I've spoken about that. And personal sentences that are sentences that are talking about people rather than things and specifically talking about the reader and what, what is of relevance to the reader. And the intersection, so the more personal your writing is, then the greater the human interest score it will get. And ergo the, to use a, a Latin word, therefore I could have said, slap wrist Scott, um, therefore the, the greater the human interest score and, and the more readable and the more accessible it's going to be. So um, I'm going to leave it there for now for episode 57, but just the bottom line is... When you are reading your writing out loud, alarm bells should be ringing in your head if you are using lots of abstract, immaterial, non-material, non-concrete words like process, platform or asset. So thanks for listening and I'll see you tomorrow for episode 58. Cheers now.